for a while to love was all we could do <laughs> we were young and we knew in our eyes oh yeah we're alive deep inside we knew our love was true for a while we paid no mind to the past we knew love would last every night something right would invite us all to begin the day something happened along the way yes what used to be as happy as something <laughs> happened along the way and yesterday was all we had oh. after the love is gone, gone. yes you How could you leave me And not let me stay around Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I had to. what it was, whatever it is, but I always get, I always feel my help when he gets to something happened along the way. I just, yeah. so, so, Yes, because something <laughs> did happen along the way. It did. And I <laughs> I so I started off specifically with this song today because as Key and I were recording with the guests for this episode, um my computer was possessed and decided that it felt like listening to Earth, Wind and Fire and that started it blasting it in Just my earphones. As the guest was logging on, it was wonderful. So I said, well, it's only fitting. That's what we open the show with this week. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. All right. We are back with another episode of Getting Grown. Welcome back to the ghetto uh, where mm. we discuss the worst hood we've ever endeavored to mm. live in. Mm, mm, mm. The, uh, mm. the ghettos of adulthood. Oh, my God. What the... a time. The twists, mm-hmm. the turns, mm-hmm. the tides, <laughs> the turds, <laughs> the temptations, the temptations, the, the taxes, tribulations, the tuition, the taxes, the tuitions, the tantalizations <laughs> <laughs> of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord, 2022. Okay, which is about to be finito. That's crazy. Nigga. I mean, like, we are staring down what? the barrel of the last month of the year. Tristan came to me the other day and he's like, so just full disclosure, like I lost my cousin last week. Mm. Um, and so Pray I want to dedicate family. Yes. Thank you, sis. This I, and, and it's needed right now because he was young. And um, I want to dedicate this episode to my little cousin, KJ, mm. Kendon Jr. Um, and our friend Frank who uh, both both passed away last week. Um, and we just want to send big love to everybody who is affected by both losses. Um, and this is a space of honoring. And so I want to make sure that's done. So Frank was such a lovely, 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 lovely person. I mean, Absolutely. Not, a, not a bad spirit, not a bad bone in his body. Uh, the last memory I have with Frank was at Dustin's 40th birthday and Frank threw Dustin a big brunch. 
um, party at the club and at the club, <laughs> but it was brunch. <laughs> and so, um, I, y'all know how I am with germs, you yes. know, I don't share blunts. I don't share many things. So, uh, it's me, Fury, Crystal, um, Neff, and I forget who else sitting in a booth. Oh, and Dustin and somebody else. And Frank comes over. I said, what you eating, Frank? He said, oh, Rasta pasta. You want to try? And he takes his fork and boom, right here. And <laughs> you know that meme with the lady in court with the bob wig? And she's like, uh. <laughs> Dustin said, that was me. He was like, yo, I will never forget your face. You did not want to try that pasta. I was like, you know how I am. And Frank was like, try it, try it, try it. And I said, so finally, I was like, wow. <laughs> he's like, how was it? I was like, oh, it's so good. I'm dying and inside. Dustin, does, I was dying. And Dustin <laughs> is dying externally. And we are, we are, we still laugh. So I, um, you know, I just, I think it's good to be able to have these kind of memories with people. You know, mourning is already hard enough. Grieving is already hard enough. And I think it's beautiful when you have memories that you can reflect on um, for the, for, you know, in the lives of those, my little cousin KJ as well. I'll never forget. He was like five years old and very known in his neighborhood. Cause his father was very known in his neighborhood. They're from Cleveland. <coughs> and um, he's walking, we're walking to the store. And so it's me and I have a bunch of cut. We're all walking and it's in everybody in the neighborhood. KJ, what's up KJ? What's up? Can I tell you daddy? I said, hi KJ. And he was five and KJ turns to us and he goes, I make all these niggas flip the script. And we was like, ah! <laughs> like oh <my laughs> but grew up to be the sweetest, most uh, just sweet spirited young man. And, you know, he, he leaves behind a couple kids and my aunt, his grandmother and my cousins his mother and his father and I just want to I just I just you know I just want to dedicate this episode to the two of them so um there was a reason why I said that but here we are you know oh yeah so Tristan you know we're talking and he's like yo like do you realize how fast time is going I and I was can't. like bruh it's alarming actually and it's really starting to kind of like settle in how alarming and fragile i can't you know this is uh we always knew but it's it's it is it's stressful and as you get older you start to experience it more and more in different ways and even young people you know unforeseen things happen all the time and so it's just and you never you never ever no matter how much how much loss we experience, you never get used to it. You know, you, it's just never something that we get used to. Um, so, yeah, man, this thing is quick and we got to try to enjoy it as much as we can while we're here physically in this, you know, in this in this state. And, uh, yeah, that's that. But I'm not here to like, you know, we're not bringing it down. We're happy to be back last week. We were out for obvious reasons. You all got some bet on black though. You found out who your finalists were. Know, and that's right. Who the who the winners were. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations to all of the winners. I think, you know, we have to we have to acknowledge because every every one of the finalists walked away with yeah, a bag of some sort. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and to the and grand prize winner. For everybody. Our sit down to the new breeds meets. Okay. Y'all know that was very exciting for me. Yeah. Um, and Kia, both of us as as oh, you know, self-proclaimed carnivores. So we're really we're very excited for your journey and every single person's journey for all of the exposure you got for everybody walking away with something. I love that. So everybody walked away with something. And I think that's beautiful. So shout out to you all for everybody who tuned into the final bet on black recap. Mm. Um, That was the final. So there will be, there, there is not another one this season right now, currently uh, immediately, but if you missed out, make sure you go tune into all four episodes of bet on black um so that you can or excuse me all five episodes of bet on five four five <laughs> four episodes of bet on black uh hosted by our beloved dustin ross oh yeah how are you sis though how, how was how was how are you i'm doing okay i am on the mend um shout out to everyone who was down to the ash and Everyone else along in my travels, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately tested positive for COVID upon returning home after Ash. But you know, so I had a had a solo holiday <laughs> um, as a result. But you know, made it through, tested negative this morning, so we're feeling Amen. much better, and we're back on track. Our immune system is is strengthening by the moment. uh, Kia spent her holiday alone, too. I sure did. No, the other Kia. Oh, did she? She did. She had the RSV. Oh, yeah. You know, that's also flying around like crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, um, My um, couple people in my family are dealing dealing with that. Um, But yeah, there's so much going on, whether it is RSV or the flu. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of my coworkers today was saying that you know, her and her kids were down over the holidays with something, mm-hmm. um, a very aggressive cold. Um, I remember before I got COVID, I had bronchitis and right. a sinus infection. So, so it's been a rough couple of weeks for the kid. I know. I but know. I'm hoping that this means that I have been through all of that and we're going into birthday season. Yes, we are. And let me tell you who is staying the fuck safe until then because listen don't ask me to go know, anywhere because i will not be in attendance we won't Thank i got you. things to do i got somewhere to be i got yes, to celebrate indeed. my star you know no hotel my sister <laughs> um for her you know grand 40th oh you know what i'm God. saying we about to have a we about to have a time for many nights so yes. <laughs> i'm very excited about it well we got a little trash to get into so shall we Head on over to the into the uh, basura cha cha cha. Let's do it. Oh, it's basura time. Cha cha cha. And I thought that, you know, given we just had the holiday, um, I did cook for the holiday. Yeah. Supposed to be out of town, but plane tickets are the price of your Greasy. oldest child. Okay. It's um, way too much. It's giving dumb. So, but I did enjoy it with loved ones. I w- we were here with Crystal Jean and Furanasia and Dustin and yes. Drew. And so we had a good, and, and my brother in law, sister in law, 
um, dear friend Mary. Y'all know Mary Akpa, okay? Mm-hmm. And and Reborn, Robin, DJ oh, Reborn. Nice. Yeah, we all spent the holiday together, and that was really lovely. And Plies, you know, this is this seems to be a conversation every year, but I just thought, you know, oh. I'd bring it here to the trash. So, you know, Plies was in our Instagram, sitting in his car, per usual. <laughs> <laughs> always in that front seat honey always down what? to that car where i'm like where do you be going are you down to the 7-eleven he be like, coming back from chick-fil-a you? he's often coming back from chick-fil-a mm, okay okay so that so he doesn't cook often okay <laughs> well as plies was you know having his confessional um in his favorite space um he came spitting some facts to us as about usual, the great per usual. leftover debate. Oh How long God. should you keep the leftovers in the fridge? And there was a variety of responses really? from individuals. Plies told you he and he broke it down and he broke it down by food science. He said, you cooked the food on Wednesday. <laughs> you ate it on Thursday. Friday was at its best. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, you pushing it. Sunday, he's like, throw it out. He's like, by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you need to go to the hospital. It's true. And I understand as a people, you know, and we'll touch a little bit more about it in the, in the kitchen table. I understand as a people that we don't like to throw nothing away. Waste right? not. Okay? What not. We do not. We it don't is, do that. We don't do that. But as a, as, as a chef... <laughs> <laughs> has been taught my about Lord. bacteria my God. in food. My I t- I agreed with everything that Ply said. Well, if you don't we freeze are. that ham by the fourth day, oh dear, throw it out. Oh boy. If you don't freeze that turkey by the fourth fifth day, you got to throw it out. And who the hell wants to eat mac and cheese on the fourth or fifth day of leftovers? It's not even good anymore. It's not even good anymore. I do not leftover like that. Just generally, it's not my general practice. Mm, like not like not even like a day. No, I'm saying like after one to two after one day, I'm typically going to throw it away. Maybe one, well, two days. Okay, I'll give you. Okay, I'm not mad at that. I mean, even and like, even if like, things are in my refrigerator, I'm not going to eat them put it that way i don't i'm not as good about like throwing things out as often as i probably should but just sort of mentally i check out of the food like by day two i don't want it anymore no that's 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 real and also you're not cooking an abundance of food that should generally last past very two days as it is very true so yeah by by day by about day I can eat it day one. I can eat it day two. By about day three, I think I'm cool and I want something else. (laughs) I want something else. But I do have an affinity for holiday ham. Well, ham. You know, for so many breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches. I feel like the shelf life on something like ham is altogether different than mac and cheese. But also, after about the fourth... It is. And you don't have to warm it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that there's something about that reheating process that, Mm -hmm. to me, shortens the shelf life. Well, that's the thing. You cook the ham. 
the ham already comes pre-cooked. Yes. So you cook the ham and then by that point, yes, by about the fourth day or so, you if you're not eating that ham currently anymore, here's my suggestion. I like to I bought myself one of those vacuum seal situations. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that, which you do not have to do, you can get freezer safe gallon bags. You can put slices of ham and slices of parchment paper. And you can do that so that you can pull individual slices of ham out the freezer. You can put them in mini sandwich bags. However, if you can wrap them in the parchment and put them in one, it's just so you can grab pieces at a time as so it's not going to waste. Mm -hmm. I save my bone. I make beans. Mm -hmm. I make broths and stocks. But I can't make that shit after seven days. No. So pop it in the freezer. Or you're going to have to throw it away, unfortunately. If, unless, and if you know you're not going to eat your leftovers and you got a bunch of stuff, find somewhere to donate them. These are just the rules, guys. And not on the fourth or fifth day. Because just because somebody is without doesn't mean that they deserve spoiled food. Correct. So also when you're giving your leftovers to people on the street, like if you're coming from a restaurant and you know you're not going to take those home and it's perfectly good leftovers... Don't be taking stuff you took a bite out of and shit and giving it to people. Don't like everybody's humans here. Okay. Nobody wants your one bitten sandwich. I don't care if I have a three story home or a tent. Like nobody wants your bitten sandwich. Okay. So, you know, it's nice to to donate food. It's nice to give to people who, who, but make sure you're giving something that you would want to eat as well. And also don't be giving shit that's going to get niggas sick. Like throw the shit away. You know what I'm saying? Put it in the compost or something. I don't know. Anyway, I thought that was a little conversation that should be had here on the Getting Grown platform. Always um, helpful. Tips to share. We didn't didn't get to to um, to say anything because of how the timing uh, landed. But I want to send love to all of the victims and the loved ones of the victims of the shooting um, at the club in Colorado. My lord! Uh, if if you you know, are just not tuned into anything at all. Uh, I believe it was Boulder, but I don't have the story right in front of me. There's a, a LGBTQIA plus club. I don't know the proper reference for that. So I'm just going to try and be as PC as possible so that I am, you know, I won't be respectful. So there's a, um, there was a, a I, I guess it would be a gay club in uh, Colorado that was shot up by a hateful, vengeful, nasty individual. Um, and I know the bartenders lost their lives, one of them being a trans man. Um, there was a performer that night who got into the dressing room, but there were several other victims uh, in the club. And, you know, I know we're talking about this every other week, if not every week, but I, I'm not going to not say what, you know, I'm not going to not acknowledge it, that those people deserve love. Um, and when I say I mean individuals who are who are in massacres in that way. And <clears throat> also, um, it's hateful and mm-hmm. it's nasty. And the fact that there's so many people who cannot fathom somebody who lives a lifestyle that is different than their own to the point where they feel like they deserve to take lives and loves away from people is we need control. We need control in this country and it's out of control and the powers that be are demons. And I just don't know what the solve is, but I wanted to make sure that I sent love 
we sent love in that direction. For sure. Um, <clears throat> so there was a recent advertisement by Balenciaga. Oh, Lord. That was inappropriate as fuck. Uh, they had children posing with stuffed animals dressed in BDSM clothing. <sighs> Lord have mercy. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I'm not even, this is not to talk about the celebrities who are tied to this because fuck all of them. But what in the fuck mm-hmm. went through your minds? Who even came up with a concept like this? We, that's a rhetorical question. But how sick are you all? And that's, this is not kink shaming. Children do not need to be posing with BDSM anything whatsoever at all, point blank, period. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? They've since removed the images and spoken out and we fired the people responsible because, you know, they always got to fire the people responsible instead of just being like, this was grossly inappropriate. This was a really poor idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to take accountability for that. No, it's always we fire the people who are responsible. No, y'all let the shit come out, though. It's a whole lot of y'all. Did you fire? Like, it's a whole lot of y'all who are responsible for that shit. And I just thought it was we need to put it in the trash because stop supporting these brands. We just talked about Balenciaga not too long ago. And we talked about Balenciaga and their ugly ass fucking shoes and their appropriation of black culture and all kinds of that. Now it's reached another level. Yeah. So when are y'all going to stop putting money in the pockets of these people who are, who, who are vile and, and, and awful people. When? When are you going to stop doing that? Mm-mm-mm-mm. So that's that. Lastly on the trash, apparently uh, the Soul Train Awards ran. Yes. Um, I, I saw one performance. Which performance was that? It was Mooney Long. She did. Uh, oh yes, she a, had a little like a Tyler Perry. Yes, David E. Talbert stage play esque sort of moment or whatever that Jamericus, whatever that nigga's name is, who made Love Jones the musical. It was in the stylings of <sighs> black theater, and um, I thought it was creative. I was like, you know what? I hate a stage play, but I think this is pretty damn creative for a performance and it was culturally lively. relevant. And I appreciate the fact that she actually put, as she's lip singing, she puts some effort into them moves, honey. She'd be dropping down to the knees, throwing <laughs> them arms a lively in the air. moment. Yes, it was. She did. She it gave was. us, she gave us movement and I, I wasn't mad at it. Now I have a question for you because Escape performed as well. I did see that. There's a beef happening. There is a beef. And so I, I don't know the shady ass of it. But okay. evidently Latasha Latasha claims that her stylist reached out to the person that was styling the other three to see uh-huh. if there was some sort of theme or color scheme for the red carpet. Okay. She claims that that stylist told her that there was not. And there was. And so what happened was that Latasha showed up wearing something entirely different than the other three girls. Mm-hmm. 
and and you know when asked about it from what I'm told Candy and the other girls were like listen all the information was given to everyone and people showed up and did what they wanted to do. And Latasha was like, no, no, I asked the questions, blah, blah, blah. So it was lots of back and forth that has come out after the fact. Um, But needless to say, regardless of this beef, all four of them showed up to the Soul Train Awards to do their good singing. They had a really good performance. It was good to see them. Everyone was in good voice. And it came together very nicely. And I was very pleased to see that. It was really quite beautiful. I tried to hold a man to and keep I mean, another line. And some of them sounded better than we've ever heard them sound. But you don't want to meet me halfway. <laughs> and that was good to see. It was like, okay, okay. I'm trying to see who I believe in this situation. <laughs> I don't know who I believe in this situation. I will say that Latasha did furnish receipts. She gave oh. screenshots of said text message. Uh, now, I don't know. That's I don't know. I still don't know who's telling the truth and who ain't. I do know that it was very odd to see them all looking like, you know, her looking like she was in a different group than the rest of And them. then I saw the speech, you know, where Tiny, like, acknowledged Candy and Tasha. Well, she Tasha? was like, you know, Tamika, 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 I, Tamika, she was Tamika. like, my girls. Thank, she was like, for my girls, while not looking at Latasha at while all. Not, like, <laughs> while, like, actively, intentionally. While actively, like, Latasha was standing back here and, and she, like, was like, turned I love and was my like, girls. my girls. And it was like, ooh. <laughs> It was like, yikes. But I watched that reality show. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I did too. I watched it. And I I did see that today, Candy and Tiny are posting flyers featuring the three women of Escape promoting their next engagement. (laughs) What I need from you is understanding. Is understanding. Wow. As simple as one, two, three. <laughs> How can we communicate if you as don't hear what I one, say? One, two, three, not four. I'm not screaming. four. <laughs> understanding is what we need. Okay. Understanding is what we need. It's something to be said, though, when you got three people who and one it ain't Tamika and Tasha sisters? Sisters by blood. They share parents. So they're so okay, in the words of Lunell. There's no way that we can work it out if we don't pull together. <laughs> in the words of Lunell as it pertains to Lamisha from 702, but to this situation. What you see your husband and your son kicked you out? You sitting on your what cash app, girl. What the fuck did you do? <laughs> you sitting on your cash app. <laughs> you sitting on your cash app. Well, first and foremost, you sitting on your cash. You go no. First, Ludell said, <laughs> "May I speak?" <laughs> 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 the TS fell. 
out. <laughs> Lunel is my kind Ooh. of carrying on. I'm not gonna it's hold you. ignorant, okay? In in all the proper ways. Do you hear me? She said, You gonna ask me, a regular person, to send you a cash app. She was like, Don't ask my neighbor. And don't ask me. I will. That is my favorite clip on the internet to this day. Um, but that's the trash. That's it. Let's get on over to the shout out, shall we? <laughs> we. My sister's popping right now. Lala. All right. It's time for the shout out. And I'm just going to do a quick little two shout outs for us this week. The first one, you know, she gets a lot of flack, and so I wanted to make sure she got the praise that she is due. Megan the Stallion. Yes. Is the first black woman to grace the cover of the Forbes 30 Under 30 uh, cover. Push through and, here, Megan. And she deserves, you know what I'm saying? Mama works hard. You know, she's also suffered a lot of loss, and she's continued to persevere through her grief um, and let you niggas know what time it is. And I, I just, it. I love to see it. So I wanted to give her a shout out. And then also I wanted to give a shout out to a recent guest we had slash us. All right. Shameless plug. Damn. We were on this week's episode of the Say Your Mind podcast. Yes, we were. Kalechi. It came out on Monday. And so if you have not had a chance to uh, hear your girls across the pond, okay. you know what I'm saying? Then go give it a, a listen and make sure that you support the Say Your Mind podcast anyway because Kalechi has a lot to say. Yes. And it's always very pointed and very intentional and that's what I really appreciate about her. So I just wanted to shout out the Say Your Mind podcast and shameless plug to us. Shout out to Say Your Mind. Um, shout out to Kalechi. Always an awesome time and we're going okay. over here. We've been invited. Yes, we are. Oh, We've yes. been invited and we're, we're holding her to it. So... <laughs> Make sure you all do as well. Yes, indeed. Uh, and that's it for the shout out this week. We have an awesome kitchen table so talk good. guest with with a very timely message, especially as we enter this holiday season. It's time for, sure. for us if we haven't already started starting to shop and think about gifts and things like that. So let's get on over to this kitchen table talk. Let's do it. Getting diagnosed with diabetes changes everything. Not just how you eat, but how you exercise, how you enjoy life, how you live. I feel like Walgreens just really gets it. From my local pharmacist, Sophia, always being so kind and encouraging, to all the expert resources and support with my meds, couldn't do it without them. When you need to talk diabetes, Walgreens is here. Start managing your diabetes at walgreens.com diabetes. This week's Kitchen Table Talk segment is sponsored by Illuminating Intersectionality, a new three-part video series brought to you by Target's Black Beyond Measure platform and hosted by friend of Hey Friend Hey and of the Friend Zone podcast, Chef Jade of All Jades and Dr. Takiya Robinson of the Getting Grown podcast. The series features dynamic discussions about identity, power, and intersectionality as a tool for honoring the beautiful complexity of Black womanhood. Conversations cover topics such as race, class and socioeconomic status, education, food and food access, cultural expression, and more. In addition, brilliant black women-owned companies like Minted Cosmetics, Essie Spice, and Partake Foods are highlighted. You can check out every episode of Illuminate Intersectionality at youtube.com slash loudspeakersnetwork right now. And make sure to follow and use the hashtags 
hashtag IIBBM and hashtag Black Beyond Measure to share your perspectives. Welcome back, everyone. We are thrilled. Okay, I'm very excited. We've had a little uh, opportunity to sort of get to know our special guest, and we're already feeling the vibes of wonderful conversation drawing us all together. Okay, and you know the guests have been powerful lately. Okay, you know what I'm saying so out here giving us information. Okay, I'm really excited to introduce our guest. Um, she is someone who is a board certified mental health professional and a self-identified financial therapist with over a yes. decade experience serving in the financial wellness field space. Uh, one of the only black woman clinicians who focuses solely on financial therapy. Now, how many of you know that you needed some therapy for your money? Okay, so everybody, welcome to the kitchen table. Asia Evans. Welcome, Asia. Thank you. Asia, bienvenidos. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) We are so happy to have you. Um, And this is something that I feel like a lot of people are going to resonate with. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to tell everybody all of my business just throughout the week, you know, as yeah. I do from week to week. But let me just tell you, I remember distinctly when I got my, um, uh, when I finished school and got my first sort of postdoc, I knew that I had some, the first time I felt like I felt some financial, uh, anxiety or anxiety around finances. I got this job and I got my first corporate card. And I remember that I was supposed to attend a conference in Chicago. Um, and at this time, let's say the registration for the conference was maybe a thousand dollars. And the hotel where the conference where we were staying was maybe like three, four hundred dollars a night. Mm-hmm. I had an anxiety <laughs> attack. I remember in my little cube, just sort of. I just sort of put together my little spreadsheet of what the expenses would be for me to go to this conference. And Mm -hmm. I was scared to death (laughs) to go. And I went to my supervisor and I was very humble. Like, this is the conference I'm supposed to attend. It costs this much money. And I don't know. And I'm, and is it okay if I, is this allowable? Like, and she was like, girl, please swipe the card, go on to the conference and have a good time. And I, I was so fearful because she had to she was like listen this is not your money swipe the car and go on and be married and I was stuck I was very much like what do you mean I mean what happens I mean what if I mean what do I do (laughs) it was and it wasn't a lot of money in retrospect but I had never you know, lowly graduate student, lowly doctoral student. I had never been anywhere that number one required a registration fee that high. I, the expenses for the trip was like $3,000 and I was in my feelings. Like what? <laughs> Spending somebody else's money. Feelings. This is feelings. craziness. Yeah. Um, and so that's when I knew. And she was like, you know, this is something she was like, we, we come from humble beginnings. And this is not, you know, throwing around money like this. It's not something that comes very naturally to us. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. She she did sort of give me some language for it. But it was really the first time that I honestly felt that in my in my body in a particular mm-hmm. way. Yeah. It was like I never thought that I had a problem spending, especially money that was not mine. But here I am struggling. Sure. 
That's how I would feel when I would submit for my reimbursements. Yes. Like, you know, and I did everything. I put sweating. In the old country, young kids, you know, when you, you had, had to submit for reimbursement, you had yes. to tape your receipts to an eight and a half by 11 and scan it in. <laughs> and then on the back of the sheets, you had to write down That's who was right. at the dinner, yeah. what, blah, 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 blah. And when I would submit for my reimbursements, when I started having to submit for reimbursements, I was... I would I would be so hesitant. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, these white men that I worked with Child. was like, rent, I want reimbursement for my tobacco. <laughs> I want reimbursement for this. I want Bring reimbursement. It up, Bring me because up. I want reimbursement. And and Run it was it like mm-hmm. oh, these they don't give a fuck. Never caring. <laughs> it's so not caring. Asia, if you could yes. so lovingly before you we I'm gonna ask you this question. We want you to introduce the people as you would like to let like them to know you. And then I saw why do why do we have that what feeling is this that we're having? What is this that we're feeling? Please now, help us. please tell the people about yourself sure. from you and then answer us, please. <laughs> tell us. We are. We are. We are wow. <laughs> I got into this work for these exact feelings. Um, so I have been working in mental health for what feels like forever. I went to graduate school, got my master's in counseling psychology. I have been all over the mental health industry. And mm-hmm. I moved to New York City and mm-hmm. I was feeling myself because I was making the most money I had ever made in my life. So I should be able to do whatever I want with my money. So I thought. So I was out on these New York City streets making it rain. I was going to brunch. Mm-hmm. I was sending out my laundry. I had a cute apartment. Yeah. I kept yeah, my car that, that had a car note. Yes, oh. 20s. Oh, yes. Sex oh, yes, city's baby. Life, honey. We were all <laughs> yes. out here trying to be Sarah Jessica Parker. Doing okay. the yeah. most. <laughs> okay. Crazy. Safe. The most. The most. And moving our cars every night looking stupid. <laughs> all right. Okay. And, and and half of your time out out a day. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right. Always. Always. Down at the, what was that, the necessary, getting your little to-go outfits <laughs> and your fucking, you know, we're just getting ourselves set. So we go to brunch, we go to lunch, we yes. go to dinner. And I'm doing it all continue. in one day, of course, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Because I can, because I'm making more money. And you know what? I wasn't. I was not making enough money to keep up. <laughs> I sure wasn't. And my bank account was hurting and my credit card was hurting. And I was like, but I'm making more money. I'm rich, right? Um, mm-hmm. No. No, I was not. I was in my mm-hmm. 20s and I was making $60,000. And for American standards, that is a lot of money. But in New York City, with all of Property. the things that I had and was doing, <laughs> not enough. I don't know how to stress Drop that. Drop in the bucket. Drop Just in the bucket. It line. was not enough. Mm-hmm. So I went to my cousin. I was at an Easter dinner and I'm talking to him and he starts talking about personal finance. I was like, tell me more. And after Mm. that, he just kind of like, I don't think he knew what he did for me that day, but he just opened my eyes to a world that I just was not paying attention to. And I just started consuming information about personal finance and I couldn't stop. So I'm that person who's reading personal finance books for funsies and having a good time (laughs) reading about debt and numbers and retirement. And I just, I just couldn't stop. And what happened was that I realized when I was with my clients in my individual practice that people Mm -hmm. were upset about their money. And we all know that feeling when you go, when you were in your 20s and you're going to the group dinner and the check comes and I'm on my BlackBerry trying to move money in my like credit union account from upstate (laughs) secretly. (laughs) 
Let me call this 800 number right fast. Right. I gotta make like, a call. I, <laughs> let me step away really quick. Right. I gotta make a call right quick. Move some no, things around. I was moving money and checking my accounts and how much room is on this and what can I, like, girl. Mm-mm. It wasn't cute and it was very mm-hmm. anxiety provoking. So mm-hmm. when I continued doing that and talking to my clients about it, I was like, this is really important and we need to start having a conversation about this, especially as black people, especially as brown people, especially as women. Why are we not talking yes. about these feelings when it comes to our money? And why am I so uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I went and got my certifications, which were great, and did some more training and I have now been pretty much trying to be as loud as I humanly can about financial therapy and the need for us to just feel differently about our money because we're not going to do the right things with our money if we feel shitty about it. So I'm just yes. not here for it. So when you're talking about your financial anxiety, what you're talking about is not only what you have lived, but you're also talking about what you saw your parents or your grandparents or your aunties or your uncles doing with money. How you grew yes. up and how money was seen and how it was handled is what will yes. then inform how you see and handle money as an adult. And we really For forget sure. about that growing up. So, you know, when you're swiping away $3,000 from somebody else's account, you're like, I'm doing something wrong. Um, yes. But it just wasn't the norm. It's just not, it just wasn't your norm. It's interesting because, uh, you know, my parents didn't learn about money until later on. But it's fascinating because my grandparents, who were not taught about money either, they have immaculate credit scores. They have money under the mattress that, you know, they got money that I don't even know. I'm like, where did this come from? Y'all, we're bus drivers. You know what I mean? Like, so, but then my parents, you turn around, who also were not taught about money. But then it's like they're they're living uh, pillar to post and paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. and figuring out. And granted, I did grow up with two parents who worked for themselves, which, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes that that's another anxiety that we can talk about. But um, I find it interesting that my grandparents didn't pass anything on that they did down to them so that they could figure out how to have an 800 credit score and money under the mattress, too. What do you think that is? I mean, We're going to go to these places, right? And this is why sometimes Mm -hmm. it requires therapy because it can be difficult. I can't say Mm -hmm. for sure, right? There's a lot of information that I don't have. But what if your parent, your grandparents didn't tell your parents about that, like financial education, but what your parents saw is that your parent, your grandparents were saying no. So like if your grandparents were not spending money on the things Mm. that your parents then wanted when they were younger, they decided when they get older, I'm going to spend that money. I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to do these things for myself and my kids because they didn't have their grandparent, your grandparents doing it for them. And that's what they wanted and felt like they missed out on. You just brought up so many memories of my father. (laughs) No, every generation has his own sensibility its own yeah. sensibility about money because i think my grandfather was raised in a depression right and so he thinks about not just money but even just mm-hmm. access to things very differently mm-hmm. than the average person mm-hmm. and so like my dida was a couponer before couponing was cool and mm-hmm. he's also the kind of person that is going to have a storehouse if you will like our garage oh, the tomato paste yes everywhere we lived <laughs> has always had a resource yes. like you know like 
like my a grandparents' store. house is the house that we could all go in and shop mm-hmm, for our mm-hmm. family groceries because if the if the canned corn is three for seven, he gonna buy twenty one of them. <laughs> And just line the garage with them because you don't know somebody's going to need this corn in 2024. Y'all better get your lives together. But that's the thing in certain sensibilities, like my, and I even talking to him now, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) the ways that things have evolved with like online banking. He is so frustrated He is so the fact that during the pandemic, he was not able to go into the bank and speak Mm -hmm. to a human was like very scary for him. Mm -hmm. The fact that he was he would have to uh, put his information on the computer and on the Internet was like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, I don't do that. (laughs) So. Mm -hmm. So there's all of these generational things that happen. And we as a family don't sit around and talk across these divides. Right. In right. productive ways, and productive so, ways. In productive ways, we call my grandmother ways. cheap. You know, <laughs> right. We've spent our whole lives being like, "Mimi is so cheap," and she is. Let's be clear: like <laughs> this lady has frozen potato chips. It is the wildest, and my it infuriates my father. Do you hear me? Like he, it infuri- He's like, I just hate how my mother. She will freeze a piece of cake. Like he hates it, <laughs> and he will complain about how she bought him Skippies growing up. She went down. We go down to Filey's basement. She bought a pair of Skippies. <laughs> And now as you're saying these things, it makes sense yeah. mm-hmm. that what you said just wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, and that's what I do. <laughs> wow. Because yes. money is so much more than just the thing in yeah. our pockets or in our bank yes. accounts, right? But there, it is attached to life and livelihood in such mm-hmm. appreciable ways. Yes. And I know for me, as someone who has been broke. I don't ever want to do that again. Mm. And so spending gives me anxiety. Mm-hmm. Whether I have mm-hmm. it and and we thank God that in most cases I do, right? But but still it's like is this the right time? Am I spending this the right way? Is this responsible? There's all of these choices. What if I need this for something else. You know like what I'm saying? Months? Like do yeah. I really need this? Is this am I, am I being frivolous? Is am I being, you know, having to think about all of that? is something that is uh I never really anticipated. It's another cost mm-hmm. of, of growing mm-hmm. up that I don't really feel like anybody prepared me for. And and they didn't mm. because they didn't know how. And it wasn't something that they mm-hmm. might have been living in that time. So right. when I talk to my clients and they're dealing with things of exactly what you're talking about, now it's about like, does that mindset still serve you? Is that still a narrative mm-hmm. that is true for you today? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, mm-hmm. then we have to teach you how to spend your money. I think a lot of people, we love like save, just save your money without reason, right? Like there's yeah, no reason yeah. attached to why we're saving. Like, yes, mm-hmm. save for a vacation. Okay. You're going to save for a house. Great. You're saving for someone's education, retirement right? Like retirement. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it can be any of those things. Who's talking about how do we spend our money? Like, we how need we to be spend. taught to how spend our spend? money as well, especially mm-hmm. if you're coming from a place of growing up where there may not have been a ton of money to spend. And what you're saying mm-hmm. is just the difference between 
how do I spend my money? How do I make sure I have enough money saved for a rainy day or whatever may happen? And how do I make sure I don't spend all of my money so that I'm not financially yeah. stable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we're not having those conversations at mm-hmm. home. What? No, we're not. We need to be. I'm so on a mission to change we it. Totally, but. <laughs> we totally need to be. We totally well, that's why you're here. Yes. So we can start these conversations. Yeah. So what's the... What's the what's one of the ways that you find trauma shows up the most yeah. in in your work? Well, exactly what Key is talking about. You have the money, you're not spending mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> you're not spending okay. it. Okay. I that's have, really that's a, that's like majority. It's a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a big thing. Well, you're like people, not even acknowledging it. <laughs> yeah, you're just not spending it. That I have, yes. And I'm right. talking okay. about people remembering when they had to split meals and like thinking to themselves, can I throw away these leftovers? Can I throw away these like few bites of food? People who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Like Mm -hmm. zeros, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking six figures. Should I take home this half a burrito? Even though I don't (laughs) like, do I need to take it home? I I may not Mm -hmm. eat it. I don't know. Like I'm going to take it home. It's going to inconvenience me to take it home. And I'm going to preface this is obviously privileged things, right? Like if you don't have enough food or money, take that damn burrito home and eat that later. please. That's important. (laughs) And eat it for two days. Not right. Like, please. Mm -hmm. But if you do have the means to do so and you are not going to be financially in positioned or in dire straits, if you don't want the burrito, toss the burrito. Put yeah. your AC on. Run your AC yeah. all night if you're Ooh, hot. It's what hot. a time. Leave your AC on. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Right? Turn your AC on in your car. Yes. Put some gas in your fucking car. Like Exactly. Like, it's not using that much, I right. promise. If any at all. I don't know if that's a myth. I have a I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I have a friend. And it's so interesting. I had a conversation with her recently because we were gifting her, you know, some things for her mm-hmm. birthday and things like that. And I think, you know, we did a party. She complained through the whole planning of the party. And then we did a dinner one night. You can't. And I was like, listen, I'm really fucking sick of doing nice things for you and hearing you complain about it the <laughs> whole time because of how much it costs and it ain't your money. Mm-hmm. What is that? <laughs> What? I mean, that's Kia being upset and maybe uncomfortable about spending other people's money, right? Like it goes back true. to the same thing. It, go, it all true. goes back it's to the, the discomfort thing. about spending wow. money or the scarcity, and if other or people feel like you have don't deserve it, it. yes, like you don't you, deserve it. Yes, you're not worth it. Yep, you're not worth it. It's too much. Please don't do that. I'm not used to this. This makes me uncomfortable. Please stop. When really you're like, I want to celebrate you. I want to make sure that you're having a good time too. I love you. I care about you. I'm doing this because I can. This is not breaking me to do this. Please don't throw parties that you can't afford to throw. Like, oh no, absolutely not. And I told her that too. I said, girl, let me tell you, let me tell you two things. We'd be in my living room (laughs) eating pizza if I could not do this. So like, let me do it. And shut up about it. And yeah. and I was like, we love you. We want to celebrate. You do things to celebrate us. You do things to love up on us. Yep. Let me <clears throat> celebrate you. And she, I mean, she shut up, but yeah. she still be going in her mind, though. Which She's so uncomfortable. Which makes sense for... <laughs> well, <laughs> She's how, so uncomfortable. How do we start to retell, reprogram mm-hmm. that internal yes. narrative? 
pivot that mindset. Well, I mean, first you have to realize you're doing it, right? A lot of people don't realize that they mm-hmm. aren't leaving the AC on, right? Or they're like, oh, only one glass of Pepsi a day. Can't, don't drink too much of it, you know? <laughs> these are, you know, these are my stories. These are everybody's mm-hmm. stories. We know. Um, <laughs> it's all of us. It's all of us. Like, mm, so when you realize like, oh, I know I can afford the electricity bill, the gas bill, whatever it's going to be. I may not like it, but I can afford Mm -hmm. it. When you start to recognize that you are doing that, that's when it's like, what am I worried about? Right. Let's really get Mm -hmm. in touch. What am I worried about? And is that possible? And Mm -hmm. I think people really forget that it takes a lot to go from Mm -hmm. a place of doing well and potentially being financially stable to like being like destitute, Broke. nothing's working out. Yeah. You are homeless. You have mm-hmm. nothing. Like things have to happen to get you there and yeah, systems that things. you, many things, right. And it, it's not to say it cannot happen quickly because tragedy does strike and horrible mm-hmm. things happen mm-hmm. to people. But a lot of systems would have to fail to get you to the place that you're worrying about. And people need to That's think true. about that. So what, what's going on for me? What am I feeling? What am I scared about? And, and then sometimes it's reality checking. What is the possibility that that's actually going to happen to me? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what is the possibility mm-hmm. that I'm going to go out and spend $2,000 on shoes because I was like YOLOing and now mm-hmm. I have no money? Like, yeah. you're not right. going to spend everything in your savings account. You're not going to spend everything in your checking account because you're going to stop before you, you're going to feel more uncomfortable before you even get there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When and I feel like yes, when you're coming from that mindset. Now, you brought up an interesting point that earlier about about people with you know certain a um, certain amount of money having the scarcity mindset. But what about people who don't have a certain amount of money with the overspending? Right, I was about to yes. say we, we don't want to well. spend too much time mm-hmm. on one side of the trauma. Because <laughs> yes. oh, no, no. There are Let's... some of us who don't have a problem spending at all. <laughs> Yep. So I can't speak for everybody. And I, these Mm -hmm. are generalizations, right? Like every individual Mm -hmm. it's, it's you, it's specific, right? We can dive into an individual, but recently I was reading about how luxury designers are not making luxury for wealthy, rich people. They are making it for poor people who want to look wealthy. Mm, and I was like, yeah, it just hit me to my core because I remember when I was younger and I was like, I need the latest and greatest newest color of Adidas right now, because if I'm I'm only getting one pair, right? Like I'm only getting that one pair. So I need the newest, like this needs to be out like this morning and I need the newest pair because that's it. Because I wanted to like I look so yeah. cool. I look good. What will people think of me if I show up looking like that? Right. Now, what the real thing is, like, how do you feel about yourself? Yeah. Why do you need that? Like, why? what mm-hmm. do you need to have the latest fit for? Now, you know, mm-hmm. how you look makes you feel good. And I'm about that. And I'm about mm-hmm. carrying yourself with confidence and feeling good about how you present to the world. Do you need mm-hmm. a new fit every single time you go out? Why? Who is that for? It's not for you. Because you have nice clothes, right? You have them. Like you have the clothes that you spent the money on. Who is it for? And what does it do to you and your self-esteem when you show up that way? If somebody compliments your outfit, your shoes, your sneaker, your jewelry, like whatever it is that you're wearing, 
Like what, who is it for? A lot of times we use money to cope with our self-esteem, to cope with our insecurities. And we're spending because we're hoping that people will look at us and not see what we're worried they're going to see. Mm. Oh, that just brought up so many things too. <laughs> we're going to therapy today. <laughs> so many thoughts. Yeah. Underspending and Ikea. overspending. Underspending mm-hmm. and overspending. And it's crazy how both are tied tied into um, sort of the ways that we identify ourselves and validate our identities with money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. In a particular way. So it really does sort of boil down to taking an inventory in sort of why you think the way that you think, whether it is on the underspending side or the overspending side. Yes. It is mm-hmm. a question of sort of thinking about, okay, so why, why do I, why do I believe that when it comes to, to money? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And who taught me that? And what did they believe? Who taught me that. Right. Where did and I hear that? the reality of this? Mm-hmm. Excess. And does it apply to me currently? It may applied before. Let's allow that emotion to, to sit there for a bit. Right. Like, we all have experienced trauma, right? Whether it's a huge trauma, a smaller trauma. And if you were a human being in this world, like you have experienced trauma in some way, mm-hmm. shape or form. Mm-hmm. Money does mm-hmm. not give a shit. Don't care. Money doesn't care. <laughs> don't, don't. It doesn't. Don't. You can have all of it. You're still experiencing some trauma. You can have none of it. You're still experiencing yes. some trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's just about like getting in touch with yourself to be like, how am I using money or not using it to kind of just cope Mm. Mm. So what do you think is one of the ways that we can get over <clears throat> those obstacles around our mindset with money as a community? Because it, I mean, it's not law. Lo- I'm not white, so I can't speak for y'all, but I, I know what I look at and what I see. <laughs> How, But it's clear that we do have a lot of trauma around finances yeah. as a people, as a community, whether it be overspending, underspending, just our mentalities. How do you yeah. feel like we can start to kind of get over some of those obstacles as a community and move forward in financial wellness. I mean, we have to talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like people, I always joke and I'm like, people will tell me who they're fucking before they tell me how much they're making. That's crazy. Which is, I mean, well, will and like, well, well, no, you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. You see that? You see him over there? (laughs) (laughs) Right? But I'm like, but how much is in your bank account? Wow. Yeah. They're like, that was loud. That was very loud. None of your business. (laughs) That was very, very loud. You just told me who was in your vagina. (laughs) Like, exactly. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Exactly. And and that is intimate information, right? Both of them are intimate, but we can't heal anything. We can't move past anything if we're not talking about it. Like talk about money to your kids, right? Have the conversation Mm -hmm. age appropriate so that they are growing up being comfortable navigating, having conversations about money, asking questions about money, share the education that you have gotten or or received from somebody else with somebody else. Please talk about money, Mm -hmm. talk about money, negotiate Mm -hmm. those salaries. Always, always. (laughs) Um, Always. We we advocate here getting grown for a a salary renegotiation. Please, 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 please. And that's, I mean, that's where we start, right? Like, and acknowledge that it was hard. 
we just do not acknowledge that it was hard, right? And and that was my point about going about the traumas. Just acknowledge that it was hard. I know in our communities, it's so difficult for us to even say that it was hard because it we feel like we're doing a disservice to our elders, our parents, and our grandparents. And there's so much performance, right? Mm. There's right. so much performance that's tied to money, okay? Mm-hmm. Money's also tied to respectability politics. As oh, much for as sure. So many other things. Oh, yes. please don't get me started because I, me, <laughs> me and Felicia was talking about this um with specific i mean thinking about it even in terms of giving and church right and yes. all of these and how much conversation we are not really having around um money in those spaces mm-hmm. but in in thinking about this notion of performance going all the way back to like we think about it. My grandfather used to say all the time, my grandma always used to say, you know, no matter what we looking like, no matter what we going through in this family, we're going to try our best not to look like it. Mm-hmm. Mm. We didn't have, but there was a lot of um, sort of pride taken in carrying yourself a particular sort of way. Now, it wasn't always about brands and high end stuff, but it was about sort of carrying yourself with a level of put together yeah. that yeah. wouldn't let people know, right? Even though we 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 don't we are not balling <laughs> mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination, but you can still look like something. Mm-hmm. But you know how much I think about that so much. How much um, was put? Sort of it wasn't spoken, but it was very much known in my family that we are a family that takes pride in our appearance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. means for a woman getting your hair done regularly, uh, having nice clothes, nice shoes, having a certain aesthetic about yourself. And that's the f- cost. Um, and so we go, you know, all the way having thinking about that stuff through that lens, like this is not something that I just sort of started one day, but mm-hmm. you know, I remember coming home and taking off my good clothes. Cause we don't play in good clothes. We, mm-hmm. you, you have clothes that you wear after school. Do you have school clothes? Play Do clothes. you have church clothes? <laughs> and then, like, you know, the, the, these distinctions were in me. And so now I still very much think about my life through those lenses and, it is it is programmed. Yeah, so what would it look like? What would it look like for us to start a to sort of a calling out and being in 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 owning that mm-hmm. and and what thinking thinking critically about what we have to do to sort of change some of those narratives that may not be serving the lifestyles that we have currently. Yeah. Well, it's also about vulnerability, right? Right. Mm-hmm. If you have stuff going on at home that you're just going through it. The family is going through it. The mask, the performance of we are neat, we are still clean, we are still together. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs to know what is going on mm-hmm. at home. We do not speak about what is going on at home. We do not look like anything is going on yeah. at home. Mm-hmm. It's vulnerability. Mm-hmm. We don't want to mm-hmm. share. We don't want to communicate to anybody that we are nothing but a pillar of strength. Right. But if you don't have to be that pillar of strength and we will we know why people had to show up as pillar of strength. Right. Like going through history, going through all of the movements. Right. Like black people had to show up consistently as pillars of strength. 
Um, Absolutely. Even when, you know, even when you didn't feel like it. Even when they were cost, we yeah, they were cost regardless. We so correct. Why are you gonna come in? Even why are you gonna come in looking like whatever when they already gonna talk shit about you? Right, right. So mm-hmm. we're not gonna give somebody else another reason to mm-hmm. say something, and it's vulnerability, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. those those narratives are important, right? They're within us. It is like programming, and you're not gonna just get rid of it one day, but it can be like, you know what? I'm not putting on my red lip today. I'm not, I'm not putting here. on this mascara. <laughs> and I, some people like, I'm not wearing bras anymore. They're not doing bras. And that's fine, right? <laughs> if that is what makes you feel good, be free, right? I'm about it. I'm about it. What makes you comfortable? But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you start it, it's uncomfortable, right? Yeah. There is an adjustment mm-hmm. you have to make towards, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not co- going outside showing up today. Mm-hmm. I'm not right. doing what my programming has told me I should be doing. That is uncomfortable butting up against that. There's some friction at first yeah. until yes. you start to get used to it and feel confident in it. But people, mm. you know, change is hard. Change is hard and people don't want to do is. it. Especially as a people. And it's, and, and I, I love how, what you said about, I'm sorry, my daughter yells, sings um, Sing every week. Uh, so <laughs> I'm sorry. That's um, why I'm in my office today and I not at my house. <laughs> fully lost my thought. This is okay. This little t- <laughs> ASAP. No, everybody. I was about to call my child a heifer, and that's also <laughs> reprogramming that I've got to get out of my mind. Uh, <laughs> I don't call that to her face. <laughs> but it's so even okay. She's a great example because. I have to catch myself in the moment with certain things, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't think there's anything wrong with spending money as long as you got your responsibilities taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Have a little bit just in case of an emergency. The car Mm -hmm. may break down or whatever. And then, you know, enjoy yourself as well because Mm -hmm. what the fuck else are we here for? So even with her one day, I remember I caught myself because she's been, you know, she's been getting money for her birthday and for whatever over the years. And she's been really good about keeping it in the piggy bank. She's like, I want to go open a bank account. Okay. Because I want a debit card. I'm like, debit card. <laughs> Tell I'm me like, more. A debit card for. I was like, what? no, you're not going to spend that money. I was like, you have a mother and a father for that. You're going to save that money. <laughs> and uh-huh. I realized I was like, that's not. I was like, she needs to understand that it's yeah. okay. I said, okay, here's what we're going. And I caught myself, and I do this with many things. (laughs) I caught myself, and I stopped, and I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to open your bank account. You can get your debit card. I said, we're going to put some in there, a little bit, so you you have it. Mm -hmm. I was like, and then we'll go, and you you make a list of a couple things you want to get, and we'll go get, we'll budget for them, and we'll go get them. And you use your debit card to buy, because I know that's important to her. And that's also important because I don't want to put that, I don't want to perpetuate that same mindset, like, save your money and wah, 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 you know what I'm saying? And I also don't want to be like, yeah, go ball out of control and make sure, you know, you're in the negative. We got to find a balance there. And I think catching ourselves in those moments and trying to reframe in those moments is a beautiful way to try to, try to to heal us as a community individually. Exactly. Yep. 100 so you have kids you just low-key mentioned that um <laughs> so how do you teach how do you teach them about about money? i mean what are my you, my babies are tiny so i have a three-year-old and a one-year-old um, oh so god small. bless your spirit <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> 
You look Thank very you. rested. You do, but that. I see why you're at your office. Yeah. Yep. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I was like, it's okay. like bedtime, bath time. Absolutely not. Couldn't be there. Um, but I have already started talking about money because what we don't know, I mean, what most people don't know is that you start to solidify your narratives and your beliefs about money between seven and nine. So those messages wow. that you hear about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those messages that you hear about money really early and how it's spent and what you do with it, like your daughter didn't, your daughter knows it's a debit card because she knows it's a debit card from where, right? Like right. she sees it, right. she talks about it, right. it hears it. So the way I talk, I'm like, oh, mommy is paying for this with money. And I, even though it's still very early, I'm like, mm. and the money is real, even though you can't see it. Because there's the idea with the card that you're just like, swipe, swipe. Unlimited. Unlimited. Like there's no end. No, Mm. the number in the account is actually on a computer or a phone. And that's how we know what is in there. It's not just Mm -hmm. swipe, 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 swipe forever. So my three-year-old does not understand these concepts, but one day. It'll take a little while, but it'll extend. One day. (laughs) One day, because... I want her and her brother to know that like, yes, this is how, this is the future cards. I mean, who knows? We could be cashless one day. Like, I don't know what the world will look like when they're older, but just because we may not be holding money does not mean that it doesn't exist. And there's a disconnect Mm. for humans in our mind when we don't actually see it leaving our wallets. It's a lot harder to um, spend your cash than it is to swipe. You see it. it. Is. You and read about is, that. And that's why I was trying to tell my mom who who is frustrated with my grandfather who is still stuck in the I need to see it in my hand. Right. Mm-hmm. Because he calls, bless his heart, he calls the bank and here's his balance every <laughs> Day. Because that's, mean, a, that's how they used to balance checkbooks because they had it in the visual mm-hmm. form. So I now mean, each day he is calling down to the PNC so they can tell <laughs> him. And it'd be like, you know, it didn't change. They didn't take it. <laughs> Nobody came. If you did you bother with it, then it's still there. But but he something about it, I got Comfort. to check on my money. I've got to check and make sure that it is still there. He sits and balances. He writes checks to pay his bills. He thinks I'm nuts for the auto pay and all this other stuff. And so yes. um, he too. writes checks and balances the checkbook and calls the bank each and every day. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to tell my mom that like, you know, <laughs> the world has, it has changed so much in his lifetime that we cannot expect him to be down to the Apple Pay. That's just not going oh, to no. happen for him. It's what just year not. was your grandfather born? I think it's 38, if I'm okay, not my mistaken. My grandmother, it's interesting, too. Maybe my no. I think it's 33, because he'll be 90. He'll be 90 next year. Oh, yeah. I think it might be 33, because my grandmother is 1936. Yeah. So she came up in the Depression as well. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting, because my grandmother, on the other hand, will she spends like a child. Mm-hmm. Like she will, oh, that's so much business. So sorry, grandma. And she will like, she is addicted to as seen on TV stuff. Oh, bless it. <laughs> I loves as seen on TV and will buy every trash gadget, you know, and it's, you know, low key getting into Hoardingville, you know what I'm saying? And, and I find that so fascinating that she comes from the same era, but it could make sense in the other direction where it's like, 
there was so much lack mm-hmm. and yes. so much this yes. that I, you know, I'm just going to get a little bit of But this it's always little, an extreme. I've not yes. met anyone mm-hmm. who's very balanced in their understanding, yes. right? It's either all the way on one end or all right. the way you're buying on all another. that you know or you're freezing fucking potato chips <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i can't i can't <laughs> so. i would love to know asia what resources are available to folks if there are people who want to who've never thought about these things and want to start to think about these things are there ways that they can contact you are there resources that are available um for yes. folks who want to yes. learn more and not rich dad, poor dad. Oh, bless it. No. <laughs> well, speaking of books, I actually right. just finished my book proposal. Yeah. Very nice. Yay. It's a big ordeal. Congrats. Thank you. Um, because I really need people to start talking about this. And mm-hmm. um, I am but one person and the masses need to like be thinking about this and having these conversations. conversations so hopefully in the coming future, you can purchase my book. Um, but you can also follow me, um, um, on IG at Asia E therapy or LinkedIn. You can find me Asia Evans, LMHC. I'm on there as well as my website, which is Asia Evans counseling.com. But have these conversations. And all of that information will be yeah. in the description box. Absolutely. So people will definitely be able to find you for sure. Yeah, I got a lot oh, to we're say so about grateful. it. <laughs> uh, we, I, and we want to talk to you more. Like, I feel like we could go, because we had a conversation before we started recording, guys. And I feel like we're going to have to have Asia on for a part <coughs> two about some very specific conversations. Yes, I would love, like, would you be open if folks had questions for Asia? Like, would you be open to coming back and sort of getting some questions Absolutely. from listeners? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. And just, and like dive in because also, right, like, an individual, a specific like conversation with somebody who is going through it, somebody else may be able to relate, but it's just easier to like really narrow down into like what's going on for me. Right. And, and that's what it is, right. We're all experiencing Mm -hmm. it in some way, shape or form. So happy to do so. So I have one last question for you to leave us off with, or if you could leave the people with something as we enter holiday season, uh, or we have entered holiday season, as we are coming up quickly on holiday season and people are getting last minute things and gift shopping and all of that, do you have any words or thoughts to leave the people with um, in terms of gift giving and spending Mm -hmm. and buying in this Mm -hmm. season? Um. I'm going to say one, do not go into debt for your holiday. Try. Mm -hmm. I know it is so hard because it's going to feel like people do not know that you love them if you are not getting gifts. People know that you love them if you are not buying them gifts. Tell Mm -hmm. them, express it to them, and you'll feel bad, but you do not need to be paying for your holiday gifts two, three plus months from now. Like, Mm -hmm. no. You don't Absolutely. need to do that. So um, find other ways, right? It might be like, I'm going to cook you something delicious. I'm going to cook your favorite meal. I'm going to show up for you and help you in a certain way. I'm going to spend time with you. Really, all we want is quality time. We just want to be together. Mm, so mm-hmm. remember that that's the reason. It's so easy to get like caught up in like spending, but don't go into debt for your holiday. You don't need to. Tell the people you love Thank them. Thank you, Asia. Mm-hmm. 
Even your children, okay? Because Especially they don't need children. everything under the sun just because it's Christmas. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever it is that you celebrate. They don't need piles upon piles of things right. just because it's a holiday. And that's something, too, that we had to, we had to like, come into mm-hmm. as well. So... Asia, thank you so much for coming and spending time with us. You'll Absolutely. probably be hearing from us very soon because I feel like the people are going to have questions. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Thank you for having me. This has been so fun and such a pleasure. Um, yeah, thank you. It's been and I'm awesome glad you got a few minutes of quiet and now yes. you get to go back to your An adult conversation. very loud An life. <laughs> so loud. It's going to be quiet when I get home, but then I'm going to need to go to sleep. So... <laughs> I know, right and then it's gonna be loud again in the morning yep. thank y'all you so make much. sure you check out all of asia's links and uh in the description box we're gonna have everything linked from the ig down to the website so that you can go they can come access you themselves and please reach out getting grown podcast at gmail.com if you have questions so that we can have asia back yes. and we'll see you all for the next segment yeah once again this week's kitchen table talk is sponsored by illuminating intersectionality a new three-part video series brought to you by Target's Black Beyond Measure platform and hosted by friend of Hey Friend Hey and of the Friend Zone podcast, Chef Jade of All Jades and Dr. Takia Robinson of the Getting Grown podcast. Check out every episode, all three of Illuminating Intersectionality at youtube.com slash loudspeakers network right now. One thing that happens to be my speciality, okay, is worrying. <laughs> I have it is something that I have excelled at for the larger duration of my life. But now I'm working towards unlearning those uh, unhealthy and unhelpful practices and learning a different way um, of approaching things. But sort of my age old uh, tendency is to focus on the problem. Um, and get sort of caught down in the weeds of figuring the problem out that I really don't even have the time or the capacity or bandwidth to think about solutions. Um, And, you know, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode, especially when you're facing a challenge in your life. But when you learn how to find your own solution, there really is no better better feeling and a therapist can help you become a problem solver making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or how small and I've said it before and I will continue to say that one of the game changer aspects of therapy for me have been you know it really is just someone to help you uh, change your perspective get out of your own way to stop seeing a situation in the limited view or vantage point that you currently have and you know it's someone to help you sort of process your thoughts and and give you sort of tools for zooming out and thinking about things differently those perspectives have been those perspective changing activities have really been a game changer for me they've made all of the difference it's helped me to sort of have my feelings to honor and acknowledge them but to not let them take over my life or my capacity to move through the challenge um you know even when it seems like it is something that you know is coming down. It's all encompassing. It's all enclosing in. Um, therapy has has really been a game changer. Um, and if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. 
get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grown today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grown. This episode is brought to you by Black History Year, a new podcast from Push Black. As black people, we know we're left out of the history books, and we know learning about our history makes us as people stronger. Black History Year teaches you the stories that should be taught in school. Get connected with scholars and leaders who are bringing the real knowledge. From the systemic abuse of black women to the ways black people are misrepresented in the media, from the complicated role of the black church to the importance of legal gun ownership in the black community. Black History Year is your next indispensable podcast. Black History Year is produced by Push Black, a community of over 5 million black folks who care about how our past shapes our present. Know your history. Check out Black History Year on Spotify or go to blackhistoryyear.com. Honestly? Truly. All right, it's time for the Honesty Box. And, you know, we don't... um, we haven't we haven't had one in a while, so we're gonna ease in. Okay, so okay. I want you to continue to send your questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. But I wanted to kind of uh, throw a shout out slash honesty box slash experience in there, um, and I think it's so timely because it was just our sister's birthday. So happy belated to Nikki. Yeah. NL makeup slash plentiful brows. You know what I'm saying? I'm for very sure. excited for you, sister. And our shout out this week comes from a listener who says, hello, Chef Jade and Dr. Kia. Hey. I've been an avid member of the Getting Chrome crew since the beginning. Hey, oh, almost seven right. years. Yes. And I appreciate the fresh perspective you all give each week. She wants to give her sincerest condolences to you, Kia, Thank and you. sending you a warm blanket and your favorite snacks. Aww, she said, I'll Amazon heart. you both. Chef J, my Virgo sister gang gang, you should create a list on Amazon as well. I probably will never do that because <laughs> I procrastinate. But now for my shout out. Wedding season is in full swing, yes, as is. well as galas and holiday parties. And if you live in the hot state of Texas like me, you want your makeup to last on your special day. Mm-hmm. Last year on Friday, November 12th, I married my love and it wasn't possible without the great Nicole Larios, yes. of, uh, owner of NL Makeup and Plentiful Brows. I know that's right. I discovered her through the podcast and knew when the big day came, I wanted my face beat by her. My friends and family thought I was crazy because we never did a trial. But from our first conversation, I knew she was the right person because of her warm and friendly spirit. Nikki got the most southern auntie ass peach cobbler ass spirit that you're ever gonna have in your life. You are at home wherever you are. Okay. Nicole stayed with me the entire time ensuring my face was flawless and let me say the photos do no justice. I can't thank her enough and will book her for the baby shower speaking it into existence at any other event. Thank you both for connecting all things black and beautiful. And say congratulations on your project, Illuminating Intersectionality. She's proud of us. Thank you, Dominique. And also, if you'd like to get into those beats, make sure you check out Illuminating Intersectionality because our makeup was also done by NL Makeup. I mean, to caskets every day. Okay. Okay. And so I'm, I'm just so over the moon that this community that we've we've been able to build together 
uh, expands out in that way. I think that's so awesome. I love um, my sisters. Yes, so talented. I'm so. I'm just. It makes me very happy that we are able to use our platforms to make you guys aware of the talents and skills and expertise that is within our own network of friends and family. And we are so excited that you got your makeup needs beyond met by our sister, Nikki. Yeah, that makes me so happy. And Nikki is a part of so many of our important projects. Yes, all of them, each. And if you're not (laughs) in Houston and you can't utilize her makeup services, you can still support uh, Plentiful Brows. Mm -hmm. She flies out, but also she ships out. And those brow <laughs> pencils, I'm not even saying it because she's because she's our family. I'm saying it because I use them personally when Every I day. you know need to do a slight fill in. I that's that's my exclusive go tos. Every day. Um, and I knew she knew what she was talking about because Nikki's the one who taught me how to fill in my eyebrows. Okay, so <laughs> I just wanted to do that as our honesty box this week. I love um, it. And if you don't mind. I have one more I'd like to share just Please. because it's timely and because we don't have to answer no questions this week. Okay. Um, hey, y'all. It's Toynia. First of all, hey, I want to say that I love y'all and we've been listening to your podcast for years now. And we wanted to share an update with you about Safe Space Property Management, Aww. Inc., a.k.a at safe underscore space underscore ATL. You shouted us out for our first toy coat drive for children affected by domestic violence in Metro Atlanta in 2019. And we sponsored about 30 children. Wonderful. This is our fourth year and we're sponsoring 83 children. This is our biggest one yet. And we're throwing the kids a huge party that will include brand new coats, gifts, music, hot cocoa, Christmas cookies, ornament making and photos with um, the NFL alumni. Yes, you heard that right. The NFL alumni, GA chapter, are sponsoring all of the coats this year. And they're volunteering at the event on Saturday, December 10th. The kids will get to take photos with some of their Super Bowl rings. Isn't that super cool? I love that. We still have several kids on our list who need toys and gifts. So we're still looking for sponsors and donors and volunteers for the event. Please see the link below for how you and the Getting Grown crew can help us. Uh, we're going to post that link in the description box Heck yes, for the are. toy drive. Um, and this is, again, to help the children um, who are victims of domestic violence uh, and domestic violence survivors and their families in the metro Atlanta area. So we're so proud of ourselves and how God has continued to use us in just four short years. We continue to tell people that we're the little engine that could and we're just chugging along. I know that's right. <laughs> um, and so that that website, guys, is safespacepropertymanagement.com slash events. But again, that will be in the description box and we'll be continuing to listen to the podcast and wishing you two the best happy holidays Toynia Toynia thank you for following up you know this is this is this is what we like to get behind you know what I'm saying and so if you are in the Atlanta area or if you're not you know what I'm saying if you can if you can offer your hands if you can offer five bucks if you can offer something so that these babies feel good this season then please do so that information is for certain in the description box but in case your fingers are broken for the day that's safe space property management.com slash events yes okay and that's it for the honesty box honesty box this week now we're ready to get to the mess 
All so right. make sure you send <laughs> your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. And we're going to move right on along into this black woman self-care. Ew. The holidays are near and Target's got you covered with beautiful black owned brands. Give your coils and curls the tender love and care they deserve with Sienna Naturals. And give the gift of glow to your natural beauty with vegan cosmetics from Minted. Whatever the reason, it's always the season to stock up on Black-owned brands at Target. Black beyond measure. This is my favorite time of year because I get some downtime to be with the ones I love the most. Hanging out, eating our favorite dishes, playing a card game or two. The holidays always find a way. Enjoy the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, ice-cold Coke. Coca-Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get-together. I deserve All right, it's time for the black person self-care. Let yes. me try to get in the, in the habit of saying that. And... Mine is that, um, you know, with, with, with the week that was last week, as well as the holiday, mm-hmm. uh, as well as just life and the season and all of that, I took Friday to lay around all day, okay? I did not fold up a Thanksgiving tablecloth. I did not, um, I did not do any of that. Outside of dishes being washed, I didn't do nothing. Like nothing at all. And it was what I needed for the entire day from sunup to sundown. Uh, And I hadn't had that. I feel like where it's just an all day lay around. I don't have no obligations. And I made sure I didn't make any obligations to myself. I didn't allow any obligations to be made. It just was what it was that day. And it was was just what my spirit needed. And that was my self-care. That was it. You, do you deserve this? Thank you, You deserve sister. Thanksgiving. I do. It's a labor for those in the kitchen. And I couldn't open my window and I was hot while I was That's cooking. Actually, you know what? I'll save that for petty peeves. Continue <laughs> on with your self-care. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, man. Uh, this has been a rough week. It was a solo Thanksgiving for me, which was a bit of a trigger because it was also the first Thanksgiving without my gram. And also just negotiating lots of grief and loss in the air. And um, in the moment, I did what I needed to do for myself, which was to just allow myself to not feel amazing. Uh, To be okay with the fact that Mm -hmm. I was triggered emotionally. Um, To sit with those feelings, to honor them, to not try to rush past them or justify them or rationalize them in any particular way, but just to sort of allow them to just be what they were um, and to be present with them and not to let them sort of carry me off into the abyss of I'm always going to feel this way. It's always going to be terrible. I really focused hard on trying to be present. And when the day passed, I congratulated myself for surviving that very yes. difficult uh, day and mm-hmm. and worked diligently to move into Friday um, with gratitude. Thankful yes. that I was able to just, 
you know, yesterday was hard, but yesterday is over and today is today mm-hmm. and we are glad about it. That's so. it. Oh, I love to hear it. Good. You know what? And that's such an important reminder for so many people who are, are navigating grief and loss and hard things in general um, that allowing yourself to to feel those feels yes is uh, is as much as that hurts yes you're taking care of yourself when you do that yes when you allow yourself to feel them but you can still express gratitude for being safe and having what you need so absolutely and, and I love you how know, you handled that. For those of us who are negotiating loss, all of us, you sis, every one of us that's negotiating a loss of some form, the holidays are a huge trigger. Um, and it is it is often overwhelming to sort of think about mm-hmm. how different the holidays can feel after mm-hmm. you have suffered loss. Um, yeah. But... I, I just want to sort of create space and acknowledge that there are those of us for whom the holidays are difficult and there's yep. nothing wrong with that. It does not yep. make you any less grateful, any less appreciative, any less alive. Um, it is honoring your humanity. Um, and, you know, being present within it. And just because things are different, different does not always have to equal bad or terrible. Um, And sometimes it does, but and sometimes it does. You will deal with whatever you feel as you feel it, but you have control um, and agency and autonomy um, to feel your feelings and not let them take over your life or your existence so i just want to sort of say that uh, because we are not through the holidays we still have quite a bit more holidaying to do and it's okay if you need to take time and space to deal with difficult feelings that you may be experiencing as a result but know that you are not in it by yourself um, we are in it with you and we are rooting yep. for you and there will be another side. Absolutely. It, there always is. And I know it don't be feeling like it, but it is. For sure. And now to the petty peeves. To the mess. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey. All right, let's just get to it, right? <laughs> Petty peace, boom, boom, bang, bang. So, you know, Thanksgiving is hot because mm. the oven is on all day Lots and the cooking. burners are on. Yes. And you're doing, you know, just cooking. So it's nice to be able to open the windows, and usually it's much cooler, but global warming has continued to start to burn our earth My up. Lord. So it was warmer than usual. It wasn't crazy, but it was warm. So I said, all right, well, it would be nice. It would break some of this up if I could go open the window. And I got the turkey on early, so I go to open the window. And lo and behold. My goodness. There is a raccoon. What? Outside my, on my fire escape, outside my kitchen window, just curled up, hunched in the corner, right? Like literally right by the window. 
outside on the fire escape, right where the window is. Big fat ass raccoon. Okay, this that nigga is was very, big. very troubling. So I'm like, okay, all right. This is in the morning. Well, he's nocturnal, so I don't know what this means. But there's no way like he's gonna be here all day. Baby, when I tell you that raccoon fully did not leave my fire escape until like eight o'clock. No, I'm lying. He left because it gets dark around like three, right? <laughs> so, so you have to see. He like, left. It's not okay for him to be there. Who it do you call? It was about six fifteen, six thirty. He left. Who when, do you like, call? Like when the dark had settled. I, there's nobody to call. I mean, you call animal control, but that. <laughs> so, so my, you know, you know me. My, I was like, is he hurt? Oh God! Now I wasn't going to open the window, I'll and I wasn't be, going to I'll give be him like, food. Shoot him! Somebody shoot him! That <laughs> no, I was like, at first I was like, okay, I was like, this is actually low key precious because precious. Close, the nigga was this cute. Vermin. This <laughs> disease filled now, vermin. You, he was so cute. He was cute, Get right? Your so behind away from here. I swear to now, listen, my grandfather, you know, God rest his soul, Perino Ramon <laughs> used to scream at me. Perino Ramon only had one hand. He lived a very interesting life. He would scream when we would visit him. Watch out for the raccoon. He'd make us take the trash out. You made mm -hmm. us take the trash out, but you'd scream the whole time. Watch out for the raccoons because they attack. They're mean. They're mean. And they have little hands. And so, and that's what he would always, Perito was a, so watch out. Uh, raccoons are good. mean and they have little hands. And so we would like go to the dumpster and quickly try to throw this yeah. trash in the dumpster, hurry up and run back to the apartment because he's screaming at us the whole time about how mean raccoons are with their <laughs> little hands. So, you know, that's always what I've known of raccoons. So I, I, I'm looking out the window and I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, my God. Well, weirdly enough, it doesn't look it's not it looks cute. It doesn't look like filthy and nasty. Not that I want to let it in the house or anything, but just looking at it. Fascinated. There's a raccoon on my fire escape. So. <laughs> And he was so fat. So then I it was after about, let me see, we discovered him somewhere in the eight o'clock hour. And it was somewhere around like one or two where I was like, yo, this nigga is still out here. And I had to watch my because then Noah's like, well, why'd you call it a nigga? I thought it was a raccoon. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> But Your I was like, child. he's because I, I know because I was calling Trist. I was like, yo, this nigga's still out here. <laughs> so then I was getting concerned. Is he hurt? Oh my Is God. he? Then I was Meanwhile, like, then I'm going to have to call Animal like, Control. Somebody go to the trunk and I'm not going to call Animal thing. Control unless, because I knew eventually he would leave. So I tap on the window, right? At first I'm like letting him. You're I trying tap to on the window to make sure. With the raccoon. And this is The raccoon wakes up. Wakes up. And he puts oh, his no. little face and his little hands. And he's at the window and his little face was so cute. Okay. He looked like the hamburger burglar and he's at the window and he's looking and then he lays back down and tucks his head and goes back to sleep. Mm -hmm. And he fully, when the dark settled no. and it like had been dark, no, 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 this no. nigga got up and Because left. he's going to come back, Jay. He's going to come no, he's back. Not, he's not because I didn't feed him. He's going to think that this is okay. 
I didn't he going to go and get all of his raccoon cousins and say That's there's a I very, very nice fire escape where we <laughs> might all get our rest for the day. <laughs> and then you go wake up. It's going to oh be God. 17 raccoons down to your fire escape. Oh, if that's the case, then I'm going to go have to look up and talk to my and figure out what raccoon energy means. I said, we going to have clearly to call. I would have been like, somebody <laughs> get him. And by get him, I mean out of this Now, if he was out there wilding, yes. But he was chilling. Well, this is why you are But you, he did prevent me from me. opening my window and putting Lord my screen in mercy. for the entire Thanksgiving. And remember, last Thanksgiving... My bathroom ceiling damn near crashed in from a, a flood up leak upstairs. Oh, dear so heavens. I was like, am I, am I, will I know peace? <laughs> this is so much. But he was cute. Like he didn't really, he just, it just irritated me that I couldn't open my window. That's the pettiest peeve. Well, my, I was hot while I was cooking on Thanksgiving. Well, that is a choice. What's your petty peeve? Because I know you are over there like, what the fuck? Literally, I would have been unwell. No, I was like, what is raccoon in The raccoon has got to get off of my property. There's my phone. I was looking for that. By Anyways, any what's your and all petty means peeve? necessary. I um, saw his little face twice. It was just cuteness and the little hands. There's no way. If the thing would have touched my window, I probably would have passed smooth out in the kitchen. No I mean, what's he going to do, like, sister? Is he going to lick it and get it? What's no, no. <laughs> no, I would have been like, well, why is Kia in the floor? I said, I don't know. Girl. Like one time, let me tell you, one time I'll tell you the tale about how Auntie Kia left an Airbnb at 3 a.m. because it had a cat. The animals. <laughs> I'm unsettled. I'm unsettled. Yeah, I'm, I was, and I'm I was in there, y'all. And I was like, Kia, you're not going home. And I fully expected to see her back at the front door 10 minutes later. Absolutely didn't happen. No, no, no. By that time, four hours later, time. we got a phone call. I'm home safely. <laughs> <laughs> I was down to Ironically, the Ironically, that was Nikki's Airbnb. Yes. <laughs> Look at the theme. Down to the okay, turnpike, I was. Okay. <laughs> What you got? Wow, I've completely lost track of mine because the the news of I'm this sorry. real life raccoon on your fire escape has really sent me into another place. Like, hello. Ooh, I'm unwell. Um, can I just say this? <laughs> as we know, as I've disclosed, I had a bit a uh, brief bout with the COVID this year last week. And yeah. I understand. You know, we've all lived through, thank God, we've lived through COVID and the many iterations of guidelines from the Center for, for Disease Control. I have yeah. to say this, and I know that many of you may disagree. I remember when quarantining was was something that was taken with some level of seriousness, Right. Yes. And I understand that many people now feel like COVID is over. I'm here to tell you that it's not. But if you don't believe me, I think the reason why it will never go away is because y'all yeah. have zero regard for your positive test results. Okay? Yeah. You're still out here. And, and I know that because you're telling me it's okay. I was stunned by the sheer number of people that just told, okay. oh, girl, just In put a mask way? on and go on down to the grocery store. Just put a mask on and go on down to the pharmacy. Just put a mask on and live your best life. No, 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 no. 
I said I have COVID. The test done told me that I have it and I don't want to give it away. I know the person who gave it to me didn't give one damn, but but I don't want to be that person. But there were so many people that was just like, oh, you only got a quarantine for two days. Oh, you only got a quarantine for three days. Oh, you only got a quarantine for five days. And I'm like, I'm going to stay home until this test is no longer positive. I know that that's probably taboo. Yes, that's probably taboo. Y'all don't care nothing about that anymore but i'm just saying as for me and my autoimmune system we gonna be down here to this house until we are told that we no longer test positive for the covid19 antigens that's all i had a lady tell me recently um she's like you don't have to wear that my mask Cause nobody else had one on. And I looked at her and I said, why are you talking to me? <laughs> like what, what, like what? She was out of her. She was flabbergasted. And I also was not in the mood, but I was like, why are you talking to me? And she's like, I, I said, why are you talking to me? And she walked away. Unreal. But like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Don't. Unreal. I'm the right one on the wrong day. Okay, Unreal. get away from me. I can't do it. I can't fade it. It's not for me. I know that y'all don't care. Y'all over. Y'all done had COVID six, seven, eighteen, nineteen, twenty times, and y'all don't care. I. This was my second bout yeah. with her. Yeah. I. And sis got hands. I'm not trying to bang with her no more. Never again. No. And so I don't need to fight to prove nothing. No. Yeah, and and, and and if it happens, it does. It won't be my fault, but it'll just be one right. of those things that happen. But I'm just saying for those people who is out here, just you know, we just living with COVID now. As we just living, you gotta keep moving. It's like I can't keep. We're moving. living with I'm it. I'm so but- sorry. I can't. I got to get somewhere and sit down. I have to. We've gone through so much. But we have made it to the end of the show, ladies and gents. <laughs> And we are, we, have. we just couldn't be more than grateful. Okay. <laughs> Sweet holy God. Thank y'all oh for listening God. to Getting Grown. We really do appreciate all of the support for many, for for several years now. Y'all have been showing up down to the kitchen table, engaging yes. us in awesome conversation. We are more than mm-hmm. grateful for you and for your time and for your continued support. Um, we'll be praying for Jay's family as we negotiating this season of loss. We'll also be keeping, um, keep all of us as a friends group in prayer as we are negotiating some really difficult times right now, but we're going to pull together and be all right. All right. Yes. Yes. We love y'all for real. Make sure you continue to drink that water, even though it's it's chilling out a little bit outside. Okay, yeah. You still got to hydrate your body. For sure. Summer or winter. Absolutely. Uh, make sure you are minding your business. And which yours I alone. did not do recently because I was just very pleased to see that Tabitha Brown's stepdaughter was back in the house for the holidays. <laughs> um, and But, you know, outside of that, we want to make sure that we She's really mind old, our business. She's old and she lives on her own. But yes. I know, but you know, there was division. Yes. Okay. Um, and then lastly, 
<laughs> we want to moisturize not only our internals, but our externals, okay? In between the knuckles, yes. the back of the heels. Absolutely. You know, we want to make sure we mitigate all of that eczema. And you can do so by shopping at Exora Beauty Botanicals. Yes. She's got amazing things amazing for us to hydrate things. our externals. For sure. And why should you do all of this, sis? Because your black will crack if and when it should ever become dry. But you're not going to let that happen because you're going to moisturize. Y'all be good. That's it. Bye. Bye.